Tabby. And I'm Caitlin, and today we are discussing Kingdom of the Cursed by Carrie Maniscalco. It is the second book in the Kingdom of the Wicked trilogy, and I loved it. It was so good. The whole series is so good. I've been listening on Audible. You uh, have? Since I started, yeah, I started commuting for work. I'll say it's funny to me because the narrator will kind of like switch accents. I know. And I just think it's so funny. Like she kind of is mostly narrating from Amelia's point of view, obviously. And she like sounds British. And then all of a sudden there will be an Italian word and she just like, like code switches for like three sentences. Or like anytime Nona talks and she's just like, now I'm Italian. I'm like, why is it not the same? Yeah. And I haven't heard um, Nona yet because. Oh, because you're listening to the second one. Yeah. But, uh, I did start listening to the third book today, and yeah, love it. like are some characters that just ha- are Italian all the time. I, I think she's them. a great narrator. She I, is. I, I like, love her. She is so like captivating. Yes, is funny when she switches her accents. It is funny. Yeah, I love her. She does all three books, and I love that too because I feel like a lot of the time, like, and Sarah J. Mass is really bad about this too. Like, they'll have like a different narrator for every book because mm. like especially if like you have like a really good one you're like mm-hmm. super attached to it and then all of a sudden you're like who's this bitch yeah you need to like get that narrator a long-term contract and it's so funny too because like with her especially like for all of the throne of glass books it's all the same and then the throne of glass narrator is the same one for crescent city but for some reason like the akatar series it's every single book's a different narrator and none of them are that lady i hate that Wow. So I don't know if like the only book of Sarah J. Mass's that I've ever listened to on audiobook is actually A Court of Mist and Fury. And I've listened to it too many times. (laughs) I'll tell you what. I I think I could narrate it at this point. Oh my god. It's a comfort for me. (laughs) Anyway. So I want to say audiobooks (laughs) are fun. But what would you rate this second book? I would rate the second book a 10 out of 10. I loved it so much. And there are some things like I I got frustrated at points when Amelia was frustrated. And yeah, again, I think that's kind of like purposeful. But there were times that I was kind of like, oh, like I just want to. There's no way you don't know this. (laughs) Yes. I just want to like shake her. But as far as like the storyline itself, I'm loving it. It's still so original. Like nothing about this has felt cookie cutter. Yes. And I just think that's really impressive. No, and I, I do love that about her is that like nothing she does is like, I think, taken from other stories or like you can tell when something has been inspired by another book. Yes. Which is fine. Yeah. But this is just all her own. And that's amazing. Like, don't get me wrong, I love it when people do a, a good little twist on things, but sure. this is, like, very original. So this was my s- third time reading through it. So I gave it a 9.67 out of 10, so still very, very high. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I love this book. The only thing I, that kind of annoyed me was just the repetition. It was very redundant mm-hmm. at some points, especially with Amelia's character, yeah. which obviously it's from her point of view, so makes sense. But like she would just repeat the same things over and over and over and the same thought process over and over. 
No, I agree. Cause there were like kind of in the middle of the book. And if it hadn't been my first read through, I could see it potentially dragging because it was getting kind of like, where are we going with this? Yeah. Like leading up to the feast, there wasn't a lot going on. I guess she was technically training with Raph, but it, it just felt like it could have been yes. cut a little bit in the middle. And- that was probably, and I'll just talk about it now instead of later. That was probably my biggest bone to pick with the book is that like, you know, the whole beginning, they made it like this big deal, right? That she was going to the feast of the wolf mm-hmm. and that she was supposed to be like the like quote unquote sacrifice or whatever. And like, that was the whole point of like this whole training montage and like her and Matt doing this and her and ear training. And then it's like, we get to the Feast of the Wolf, and I feel like it was just so brief. Yeah. Like, a lot happened in that short time, but I feel like she could have just really expanded on that or maybe introduced, like, some of the other sins a little bit more, like, had some more interactions. Because we didn't even, like, have interactions with Sloth at all. No. And the thing was, like, so hyped about, like, her being the sacrifice, and then she didn't even... And yeah well and then wrath didn't really have to give up anything either and so that, i feel like that just fell a little flat for me mm-hmm. i agree um other than that though yeah that honestly that's really the only thing i i didn't like storyline wise yeah i um, feel like we could have she could have <clears> just <throat> did a little bit better with that part yeah agreed because i was like i was ready for that event and then it did kind of just like the expectations were too high. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she's like, oh, I forgot I hyped this up, so now I have to write about it. Anyway, switching gears. Yeah, exactly. We do want to go ahead and just read the the back of the book thing from Goods Re- <laughs> Goods Reads. Goods Reads. Good Reads. I will say it's got a four point one seven out of five stars. So good, good rating. So <laughs> good read or good read. A good read, would you say? Um, After selling her soul to become Queen of the Wicked, Amelia travels to the Seven Circles with the enigmatic Prince of Wrath, where she's introduced to a seductive world of vice. She vows to do whatever it takes to avenge her beloved sister, Vittoria, even if that means accepting the hand of the Prince of Pride, the King of Demons. The first rule in the Court of Wicked, trust no one. With backstabbing princes, luxurious palaces, mysterious party invitations, and conflicting clues about who really killed her twin, Amelia finds herself more alone than ever before. Can she even trust Wrath, her one-time ally in the mortal world, or is he keeping dangerous secrets about his true nature? Amelia will be tasted. <laughs> I almost said Amelia will be tasted. She's gonna be tasted. <laughs> She's super Amelia sweet. Amelia <laughs> will be tested and tasted and in tasted. every way <laughs> as she seeks a series of magical objects that will unlock the clues of her past and the answer she craves. One sister, two sinful princes, infinite deception with a side of revenge. Welcome to hell. You know, the whole thing about her having to find, like, these trinkets and whatnot, that was also not a big part of the story at all. She hardly, like, everything happened at the end. It was just thrown in. I know. We could have just, like distributed the book a little bit differently the crone was like you got to find this mirror she's like say less i know exactly where it is that doesn't count that wasn't anything i know it kind of pissed me off it's fine though it's fine anyway 
Let's dive into some of the characters of this story. So um, a couple, well, a few of them will be the same as last time. However, we did get to dig a little bit deeper into each one of them. And I was super, super excited. Our first one, as always, is Amelia. She is just a precious angel. You know, (laughs) I Um, love her. She's just like, I don't know how she's made it this far. Like, she's so smart. Don't get me wrong. She's very cunning. And, like, there are some things she does. I'm like, yeah, that was badass. But there are other things that she does. I'm like, if he weren't there, you would be dead, like, 18 different times. Yeah, she's not afraid enough. She literally, like, at the very beginning of this book, they're, like, trudging through hell for the first time. She, like, almost dies of hypothermia. Like, again. Girl. I know. Well, and it's, like, twice now... Like, Wrath has told her, like, I'm not going to save you, so don't you dare, don't you dare die. And yeah. twice now, he's also been like, just kidding, I'm a liar. Anyway, he, here's my coat. He got a little soft spot for her. He does. I absolutely loved her, like, her growth throughout this book, though, because, like you said, there are a lot of times when she's, like, a badass. And I think that's, like, her true nature. But she's always been, like... um, afraid to behave that way like back in her old life and so now she's got like yeah. this newfound sense of freedom and empowerment and she's like really wanting to learn how to defend herself and be more comfortable with her her mm-hmm. desires that are like considered you know sinful but sure. in the underworld they're like normal like, so. this is a normal tuesday anyway <laughs> she's like oh yeah like that orgy does look kind of fun actually so she she was a little Delulu, in my opinion. You know, <laughs> like, there were some things that she would say, and I'm just like, come on. Like, we both know that is not going to happen for you in mm-hmm. this lifetime. And she's like, I just want things to go back to the way they are. Well, they're not going to. Yeah. Because like, you're in hell now. Be back in my kitchen with my family. It's like, hey, girl, you actually signed your soul away. Like, I don't know if you know this, but, like, that is a pretty big bargain that you've made there and like she's like i'm gonna get out of this and i'm gonna kill a prince of hell it's like are you yeah she was like a little confident in that plan like i don't know what made her feel you thought about that for three seconds and you're like yeah i can do this she's like for sure no one's ever been able to do it before but i think like i got it but if anyone's going to be able to do it, it is me. Why? Can't tell you, but <laughs> Because it's I'm me. the chosen one. Pretty much. She does have, like, a chosen one complex. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also, it's just, like, especially when she finds out, like, Victoria is alive, she's like, awesome. Now we can go back to the human world, and we can raise our kids together in this kitchen and continue running the Trattoria. And it's like... What are you talking about? Even though (laughs) Victoria straight up like faked her own death and was like, hey girl, like surprise and didn't even like see her in person. She was like, oh, thank God. Like, let's (laughs) Like, I was so scared. Like, I was actually going to have to go through with this. (laughs) Yeah. She was like, oh my God. I almost (laughs) was queen of the underworld. That was crazy. Oh, man. She also was just, like, so bold. She was so bold in her choices that she made. Like, Raph was not angry enough with her, I think. 
when she was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to strike this man when he's his most vulnerable. Like, he is essentially, like, without saying it, like, poured his heart out to her and, like, opened himself up. And she's like, awesome. Anyway, have a good sleep for the next month. (laughs) That pissed me off. I was like, I feel like you could have probably just, well, you couldn't have asked him, but there was a better way to do it. There was a better way. Like, you could have just snuck out. He would have known, though. I get why she did it, but, like, damn, that was, that was hard to read. It was. And then, literally, he was just, like, chopping stuff in the kitchen later when she showed up and was like, oh, hey, come on in. It's like, you should be angrier, I think. Yeah. He was, like, not even, like, at that point, I think he was just like, yeah, I should have seen it coming. But, like, she's like, oh, my God, I made you a snack, babe. Like, sit down and have a seat. I don't know, that whole thing. I was like, no, I probably would have been furious, personally. Yeah, it would have been wrathful if it were me. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> personally. So, speaking of wrath. Yeah, speaking of wrath. So, you were, like, saying it was, like, glaringly obvious that he's the devil. And I was like, yes, I didn't have it, like, figured out, though, how. Because I thought that he like somehow was also the prince of pride i thought we were getting like a like a plated prisoner type situation like a little switcheroo yeah but i mean i was like not 100 sure because she kept like emphasizing like carrie kept writing when they were at the feast of the wolf like anytime amelia was like looking at the prince of pride like wrath was nowhere to be found and i was like okay oh hi that's strange are they the same person i was like why are you so like emphasizing that so much so i don't know like meant to lead us down that when i say glaringly obvious i mean that as in like now that i have read it like that was glaringly obvious and like i knew I obviously knew that, like, something was going on, too, because they were literally like, oh, (laughs) the more powerful the prince, the colder the circle of hell. And, like, they were literally, like, he's in the coldest circle of hell. Hell was fucking frozen over. And Amelia was like, wow, he must be pretty powerful. (laughs) Well, no, I will say, and Nir even said, like, yeah, this is the coldest circle of hell. And she's like, oh, wow, is pride's like colder yeah i know and i was like <laughs> well no it's not because he just said that actually she didn't even think it was weird when she did like kind of ride into pride's lands and like got kind of like stowed away for a little bit she wasn't like looking around like oh it's kind of warm here yes <laughs> like oh hey there's like grass there's like flowers growing <laughs> like a whole ass <laughs> plant like there's like a whole like flower field. a whole flower field yeah and, and she's, she's like, like well, that's yeah, nice. i think this is where the devil Which, rules you know what like what if pride's actually like one of the weakest <laughs> and that's since, why like, he can grow flowers and that's why he's like out here growing crops and that's maybe that's why he has to like plant all the sleep stuff because like he can't like defend himself <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like, I don't know what his agenda is, obviously. But, but yeah, I'll... I do. I do kind of like him, though, because I think there's like something interesting going on with him. But no, I agree. I just don't know what to think. Yeah, no, we actually don't find out like a whole lot about him, like in the book. next 
Well, oh no, not really. Even then, hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, no. Some other things. It was like the prologue. I was like, that nah, sounds like something Wrath would do for sure. Um, without like actually knowing if it is. Um, his bedchamber was made out of the same stone as the gates of hell. Yep. Um, his sigil is literally a serpent. <laughs> yeah you know um and also like he made mountains move and at first i was like maybe that is just like like any of them that can, can happen but then everyone was like kind of freaking out about it yeah actually they were like yeah he kind of brought a mountain down and he like, doesn't kill someone <laughs> i killed someone and they were like whoa like, like that, was that was crazy, crazy. <laughs> i feel like he was just kind of a little shifty in this book too. Mm-hmm. Like he was saying some like dumb shit. <laughs> He's like trying to provoke her. So I get that like a lot of it's purposeful, but like no, where it was too far was when he was like, now that you know what you like, you can take care of it yourself. I was flabbergasted. Flabbergasted, bean boozled, like Amelia couldn't believe it. I know. I was like, wow. Okay. I like, don't hurt. even act like you weren't affected by that. I know. That's like, too far. Okay. That's too far. Like, yeah. And, like, she was so naive, too, that she was like, oh, fuck. Like, maybe he is, like, just like that. And I was like, no. No, he's not. Yeah. She was like, oh, I guess, like, that meant nothing to him. And then I felt, like, bad for her because she was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> I was embarrassed for her. God damn. Also, like, I feel like every time Amelia would mention, like, anything about the devil, like, he was just, like, over there, like, kicking his feet, like, twirling his hair. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, that's crazy. She's like, do you think I'll like him? Maybe. I don't know, girl. Guess we'll see. Know. Why are you keeping secrets? Yeah. But I think he wanted her to know. And yeah. she was going to find out eventually. Like, right. it's like he could just keep this from her forever. Yeah. And, like, because- he did, like, want her to know because he was, like, whenever you do accept our betrothal, it'll be when you know who I truly am. Well, and also he, like, bamboozled her at the beginning into literally swearing herself to him. Yeah. And <laughs> so it's like, she's going to she's gonna know eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like and how are you gonna talk your way out of that one like just believed that like wrath's bond was more powerful than the bargain she made with the devil she just like accepted that when she thought she's like yeah that she was like yeah that that adds up does it no it doesn't <laughs> like you're you're saying that whatever this bond is that you have is more powerful than the devil yeah she should have known right then and there come on girl come on girl She's dumb. Um, a little. One thing that, like, no one really... It's, like, briefly mentioned, but it was something that I had jotted down here, too, is that, like, when they went to go see Celestia for the first time, first of all, their beef is hilarious. I love um, that. But, like, she had just mentioned the feared, and, like, he, like, freaked out. Mm-hmm. And so I wish, like, we had gotten a little more information on... Yeah. Like, what that was about. Yeah, because I kind of forgot about that, to be honest. 
because she said something that. like the like the feared stole something or whatever or like the feared were more powerful than like the seven brothers but that was it and i was like oh, okay well i feel like he got into a tizzy over that and like yeah just never really talked mm. more about it and amelia was just like oh he's just moody i don't know yeah and i was like oh okay like that's weird which to be fair she was a little out of it that night because she just like like had a heart attack basically <laughs> is she like a heart like is she good <laughs> Oh my god, I was scared and she was like the chest. She was pain like, was it's unbearable. my heart. I was like, I was what's like, wrong with your heart? Girly. Yeah, anyway, I'm really interested to see like how that'll play out. Because it kind of left the two of them on like a pretty big cliffhanger. <laughs> you yeah. know? Uh so love yeah. that. Hate that she did that to us, but hopefully it kicks off with a bang. Yeah, I was like, hello. Where- Where'd you go? Like, that can't be the last sentence. <laughs> like, you better not. Uh, yeah, but I immediately dove into the third book, so it's fine. <laughs> Envy. You were right. I love Envy. You were right. I love He's Envy so now. funny. <laughs> and I, I hated him after the first book. Like, Yeah, everyone like, did. I... But he is, like, the morally gray character I want need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... Raph, I mean, I get he's, like, the literal devil, but sure, actually pretty, like, morally just, and he doesn't really do, like, he does withhold information, but, like, some of it might be the curse, some of it might just be, yeah. like, he literally has to for, you know, like, because of his situation, right? but, like, he's way less shady than Raph, or, no, than envy. Shady than envy. Envy is shady. Envy is a shady man. Amelia's family and then was like, hey, bestie, you want to come join me for a drink? I know. He's like, do you want to play some like 20 questions? <laughs> he was like, I'll like let you spell my wine if you want. I'll tell you. want to do hard drugs? Oh my God. And then I was like a little confused whenever he was like, and again, it's because of the curse. It's because they can't tell her anything directly. But I was, like, confused why he just, like, left her. Like, did he want her to steal that spell book? I think he is trying to set certain events in motion. Because it's, like, without her finding the spell book, she wouldn't have had any bargaining chip with Celestia, like, mm-hmm. to make the deal. And it also led her to finding the artifacts that he needed. Yeah. So I think probably, but then it also, like, now he has something over her because he's like, you stole from me, so I'm going to steal from you. And so I think in that sense, he was just being, like, kind of a little shit about it. Which Um, I think, like, any chance that the brothers get to be a little asshole, they're going to take it. Well, and I... I get it. I think he is one that, like, really truly like holds dear that like knowledge is like a a currency Mm -hmm. and so he's not going to just be forthright with information unless like there's something in it for him that's true but part of it's also just like him being like unless you want to give me something you got to figure it out yeah i also just think it's like 
I don't know, maybe it's just another part of the writing thing, but you, you know how at the beginning, Wrath was like, expect to receive like letters inviting you to the other sins' homes. Mm-hmm. Literally, the only one she got was to Envy. Not a single other one of them invited. The only other invitation was like the feast. And that's because like Everyone someone had to. Yeah, Envy was the only one that invited her in. So mm-hmm. it makes me wonder like, like obviously he's toying with her because of what happened to their family, but why didn't any of the others? Especially Pride. Obviously, there's, you say like we don't figure out that much more, but like there's something going on with that part of the storyline. Like, well, Pride probably didn't want her to finding all the slumber route. That's fair. I also, guess she did immediately. What if Pride's just, like, not in on it? Like, he had no idea, like, Wrath was doing this. And Amelia's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm your future wife. And he's like, who? <laughs> like, when he shows up, he's like, who are you? Yes, yes. Which I think she does, like, say that she's, like, associated with Wrath. At that. And I like, think he probably knew eventually that she was there. But, like, I don't know if he knew <laughs> that she was... Like, she thought she was betrothed to him. He at least, like, he could have just been pretending for the sake of, like, not raising her suspicion. But he at least acted like he had no clue who she was until she was like, yeah, like, I'm with Ross Court. Let me go. He was like, okay. He was like, okay, well, I don't recall inviting you. So you're going to the dungeon. Why, though, did he keep her there? Like, what was going on? I don't know. Dude, I don't know. He's, like, I'm not sure. I Let's talk a little bit about Yeah, I'm, really getting, quick. I'm getting off. But, okay, one more thing to mention about Envy is, you know, he says something extremely important was taken from him By as like, a result of, yeah. Yeah, so we don't really know, like, what the beef is. Mm-mm. I'm curious to find out, though. And it's interesting, like, it's, they just have, all the brothers have such a weird dynamic with each other. Like, because they're all rivals, but at the same time, like, they think that they They, wouldn't. I think they don't love each other, but (laughs) they do, like, have a. They have, like, a respect respect for each other. And I think that they recognize that there's power in them as a whole. Yeah. And they don't want to lose that. So. They're probably careful not to screw it up too much. What I think is just interesting, though, is that Envy says he doesn't like Wrath and, like, Wrath took something from him, yet he likes Amelia. Like, he's not holding that against her and, like, being a dick about it. And so, like, I'm, I'm just really interested to see, like, what it is or, like, what their relationship is or if he knows something about her past that, like, plays into why he's, like, nice to her. I definitely think he could because Gluttony, like, seems to know, too. Yes. So I'm Gluttony not- made it glaringly obvious that, like, he, he knows, knows like, her past. We can, uh, we can go ahead and just talk about him now. I loved his character. I, I love Gluttony. Surprised. I was like, no, I'm not really going to like Gluttony, but I do. And I knew, I knew he was the one inviting her, like, you know, whenever the hunt was going on, I was like, ooh, it's gluttony. And so I think that's kind of, 
the other person who took an interest in her, like he didn't like send her a letter because he's probably like, well, she's going to be at the feast of the wolf anyway. So I'll just wait. (laughs) But I was like, obviously I was super intrigued whenever he was like, I find that sometimes our bodies remember what our minds do not about her riding a horse. And she legitimately like that ended up to be the truth. And so I was like, okay, so she's got a past life. And obviously with like her having like the memories and stuff that was like uh, it was meant to be like suspected but i i have so many theories that we're going to talk about later with gluttony too he almost has like a kinship with her like he's overly familiar with her so he's the only one of the brothers who is just outright kind of giving her information or like hinting Mm -hmm. at like hey maybe like you have repressed memories but he also is the only one that calls her my friend i don't even notice that So like when he refers to her he always refers to her as my friend oh that's so cute Wrath always calls her, like, witchling, and, like, Envy always calls, I don't remember what Envy calls her, but, like, Gluttony is, like, very warm towards her, and, like... I think, is Envy the one that calls her Shadow Witch? Yes. Oh, and then Pride calls her Lady Vengeance. hmm So, it's just, like, Gluttony, I don't know, I think maybe if he somehow knew her, and she just doesn't remember, like, they were friends, almost. Yeah. No, that's... Yeah, I believe that 100%. Because you're right. He was, like, like freely offering this information up, too. Like, he wasn't trying to get anything in exchange. He was just like, no, like, I think you'll find that your body remembers a lot of things that your mind doesn't. It's crazy. (laughs) Well, and even when, like, all the brothers, like, I feel like he kind of protected them, too. And especially with, like, the Feast of the Wolf thing, like, he worded their like punishment or whatever very specifically Mm -hmm. whereas like pride was like yeah you're gonna do it like right here in front of everybody or with one (laughs) of us and gluttony's like or they can have like a tryst and it can be in like a room of their choosing and so Uh he kind of left it up for interpretation and i definitely think he did that on purpose yes 100 percent. also just like the freaking tension between gluttony and the reporter the reporter i was like give me a book immediately i know i'm like give me enemies to lovers like I I'm love it. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he's just, like, so happy-go-lucky and whatever. But, like, the second, like, she is there, he's just, like, I'm a killer. Yes. And I'm, like, oh, my God, that could be, that could like, ooh, be the most okay. rewarding story. Love that. <laughs> I want to know all about that. So, back to Pride really quick. There's just a couple weird things that he did, too, that we were talking about. So, obviously, he has the slumber route. And I know you have some theories on that, but also just the fact that, like, he was dressing up like a common soldier. Mm-hmm. What does he have to gain from that? I don't think very many people know, like, what pride looks like mm-hmm. because he's Especially... trying to keep up the appearance of being the devil. Yeah, that's true. Like, I feel like that's important. Yeah. It could be kind of like what you were saying, like maybe he's like the least powerful of all the brothers. And so he does kind of feel like he needs to be more like hands on with his like leading. I don't know. It's weird because 
he also didn't recognize Amelia or was pretending not to. And you would think that he would want to kind of like mess with her and be like, no, I am like, I don't know. Or like if somehow she does know them, like why would he pretend? I mean, I guess that makes sense why he wouldn't if it's something like the curse is blocked out or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. It was just like a strange thing to me. With his storyline, Amelia confirms with Wrath that Pride really did have a consort who was taken from him. So I want to know, like, what's going on with that, too? Like, does he know that? Like, or is he, like, forced to forget as part of the curse? Like, I don't know. And it brings up the question, too, like, who was his consort? It's just so open-ended. Well, and you know what else is funny? That So, like, he pretends he doesn't know Amelia, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. finds out she's rats. And then, like, when she's trying to get information from him and kind of pulls him off to the side, like, at the party, like, it just immediately assumes, like, it's for intimate reasons. And yeah, it's, he like, was like, oh, what you want to make out? bold assumption. <laughs> he was like, wow, she's really feeling me. He, like, just rips his mask off and is like, yeah, let's do this. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I did think that was so funny because I was listening to that part on the audio. It's hilarious. He was like, oh, like, I was just here for kissing. And she was like, okay, that's great. Well, I'm here but... to strike a deal. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, he was so down for it. I know. But it, it goes to show that, like, Amelia's deal, it was proving that he doesn't have any of his brothers in on the slumber root situation. Yeah. Well, except Gluttony knows. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gluttony's just keeping that to himself. <laughs> but he doesn't want Wrath to know. So it's like, that feels important. It's like, does is Gluttony in on it too? Also, I think it's like crazy that like Pride is the one that's like closest to where like the um, sisters are, mm-hmm. like in the forest. Like, I wonder if he knows they're there and like if he like consorts with them as well don't know i don't know i just feel like he's very strategically positioned like his court and like it's very secretive it bothers me that there's so much like we're two books in and there's There's so so many questions but yes because it goes off in so many different directions and so it's like i don't even know what to think because every time i I do kind of go down like one train of thought. I'm like, well, does that add up with this other storyline? Right. But then half the time, it turns out Amelia has just been lied to anyway. You know who else kind of confused me? Celestia. Yeah. Like her whole role. It doesn't make sense to me how she and Wrath have this beef, right? Mm -hmm. But she, Amelia doesn't know if Wrath knows if she's the crone. Because, mm-hmm. like, she kind of kept that secretive. Yeah. Like, whenever she went to go visit the sisters, like, in the woods. Yeah. But I feel like that would probably be a big reason why maybe Wrath does have beef there. Because he's the devil, so he's running hell. But she's, like, the queen of, like, the underworld or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, like, of death. I can't even remember what it said. But it's, so, like, I feel like that's a conflicting thing. Yeah, so, like, is the whole thing that 
so he's the king of demons. So her role would be more over like mortal like souls. Like what's her role in the underworld? I don't know. The whole, like I feel like the whole sister whatever they're called like the what were the sisters called? Uh, the seven stars. Seven stars. I feel like that was just thrown at us. Yeah. And I'm like, who are these women? And I have more questions than answers. And I have so many. And why is only Celestia the most important? Where are the other six and what do they do? Well, yeah, because what, so if Celestia is the crone, like the mother and the maiden must be where are they? down here, right? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I knew she was funky. To, I knew she was funky. Like yeah. there was something not right about her. For sure. For sure. And well, she and, like, also is trying started. to, like, push Amelia in certain directions, but without, like, without, like, like, breaking She the has rules. her own agenda as well. Yeah, because she got way too happy when Amelia was like, no, I'm doing it. I'm, like, looking into the mirror. And she was like, hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and she's just like, and now you owe me too. And I'm like, oh, okay. I know. I was like, so oh, you're not shit. just like this generous old lady. Like, oh no, nothing's for free in hell. Okay, so I'm interested to find out more about her for sure. Yeah, don't really know anything about her, but I have a lot of questions. <laughs> Same, and also just about the seven stars. Like, I know, yeah, it was touched on a little bit. Like they were. They're somehow keeping the peace between, like, the underworld and the mortal world, but I, as I can tell. Oh, so, like, it's, like, the as above, so below thing? Like, they're yeah. the above and, like, the princes are the below? Or, like... Well, I don't think the... I kind of interpreted the above to be, like, the actual mortal world. But maybe it did mean the seven stars. But the seven stars are somehow, like, keeping the peace by keeping these objects safe. Like... I don't know. I'll have to like I don't reread know. It. I'll have to reread it because there was just so much information. I'm still like confused about my it. My brain didn't process it. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> the other couple characters, uh so we have Fauna. Love Fauna. Love her. What a homie. She's, she's so just, fun. Yeah, she's just out here like pushing Amelia to explore herself and just like live her her truest life and I love that I really hope that in the third book that she and Anir kind of like have a relationship going on because she was like she's so into him and <laughs> yes I want the best for her and Anir's hilarious I love Anir I, like, he was in this book a lot more, but I feel like we could have gotten, like, more of him. Yeah. Like. Because I do, I love his character so much, but the parts that we did get were, I thought were so wholesome. Like, he was always showing up for Amelia, like, when she needed a friend. He could tell when she was, like, needing the support. And just, like, the fact that he offered to, like, train her, like, that's. That was so, so nice. Because she he, was just so, like, intent on learning to defend herself. So that's And important. he was willing to, like, give her some answers, too. He was like, get me drunk. Yes. Like, I can't tell you any other way. Like, you're yeah. going to have to get me drunk, but I'll do it. I know. He was like, please. <laughs> he was like, spell my wine. Spell my wine. <laughs> do, do it. <laughs> yeah. And he, like, brought her all the foods from, like, home and stuff. And that was so nice. I know. I love Anir. He's so sweet. Frickin' Antonio, 
what's his deal dude I'm so confused when he showed <laughs> up in the mirror with like Victoria I was like what the fuck is going on because as far as Amelia knows like Antonio's the one who murdered Amelia and the other witches like that's her understanding of what was going on but then she sees him with Vittoria in the mirror she's like oh my god Vittoria's alive and he's like calling her his like angel or something his angel of death no I don't I don't remember what title but he's like very clearly like following her yeah like it's a very cultish type vibe and I was just so confused because I was like are you even a catholic like were you are you in the priesthood i was just like was that like the cover the cover yeah no seriously i don't know because it's like he's just out here lying he's just lying to everybody yeah because he's like i didn't do that like i didn't i didn't murder her he acted shocked that amelia wanted to strike he's like amelia why are you so upset (laughs) okay like i feel does he not recognize her Does he not recognize Victoria? I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm like, is he like under the influence of some kind of like magic? Or is he actually like he's just been lying about everything else? Like Victoria has the same face as Amelia. And yeah. so when he sees Amelia, he's like, you know, you look awfully familiar. Can't quite put my finger on it. But maybe he's, like, fully lucid. He knows exactly who Vittoria is, and he has this whole time. And he's just a very skilled liar. Yeah. Because like, even Wrath didn't know. Like, even Wrath couldn't tell he was lying, if that's the case. Ooh. Because Wrath can tell when people are lying. Yeah, but it's also possible that somebody, like, made him do those lies, like, under the influence of magic. Yeah, maybe, like, he, he blacked out or something. I don't know. I genuinely, like, don't know. Like, I don't understand it at all. I was thrown for a loop. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Victoria, we knew it. Like, we called it last knew time. Knew it. She alive. But, like, what the fuck is wrong with her? I don't trust her at all. She literally, like, let her twin and the rest of her family believe she had gotten brutally murdered. And then just kind of, like, let them grieve her. And now she's acting, like, she's acting possessed. Like, she's literally, like, she's got, like, purple eyes or some shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You do know, though, and you're making a face. I just, I don't like Victoria. She's pissing me off. Like, and personally. I will say I've started the third book now, and she's continuing to piss me off real bad. She's pissing me off. To be continued with her. Let's talk about some things we liked and disliked. Ooh. I'm going to start with, uh, like, the Sin Corridor. So, oh, my God. The Sin <laughs> Corridor, like, that whole part of the book I just found so interesting. Because oh, it's so funny that Amelia can never tell. She's <laughs> like, man, I sure am angry right now. <laughs> and she's, and like, she's like, oh, shit, not again. I, like, she can never tell until things, like, really get out of hand. And I just think that's hilarious. But when they were, like... <laughs> like sleeping overnight she had like this vision basically like she thought they were like about to get it on and she was into it and I was like oh my god this is it they're about to fool around and nope she was dreaming no and he woke her up I was like let her let her cook (laughs) stop it (laughs) Uh, 
But I think when she woke up and she was like, yeah, let's continue this conversation as though this is a normal thing that she does. And then immediately was like, I don't know what came over me. It's like, yeah, girl, that's not a normal thing that you do. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, girl, like you're in the sin corridor. You remember how you've never been with a man in your life? <laughs> yeah. She was like, oh, I know exactly what to do. And honestly, she is pretty confident in any of their encounters, even though she's never um, done anything like that before. So good for her. <laughs> Um, so I think my favorite part is the second training scene. So the first one's really good too, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. The second one cracked me up. So Rap eating her strawberries, first of all, so freaking cute because she was blacked out. Yeah. And then Amelia immediately trying to seduce Rath while still blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. She was just trying so hard to get a strawberry on her fork. And he was like, can I? He's like, can I please help you? <laughs> he was like, this is actually really embarrassing. Like, I am cringing so hard. But it led into something great. Then immediately turned into something bad. Yes. God, he pissed me off. Uh... I also, like, really love the lagoon scene because, again, they're, like, kind of heavy petting, you know? Like, there's there's some hanky-panky going on. (laughs) Um, I was like, yes, here it is. Okay, last time wasn't it, but this is it for real. Nope. Just kidding. She's Amelia the queen of all of a sudden is like, I had a heart attack or something. (laughs) Yes, Carrie, give us nothing. She's good at that. She really is. I, I love tell that. You, it continues. I love it. Also, just like Wrath coming unhinged is amazing. Yeah. Like, because, you know, he's like a pretty stoic dude, like very mm-hmm. serious. So like when he just kicks in this door, like <laughs> after thoroughly like ravishing her in the hallway. Yeah. And he's like, are you ready for dinner? And she's like, yeah. He's like, great. Boom! Like <laughs> I fucking kicks, love him, and then just pretends like it didn't happen. That what was that? As like he just had a little bit of an impulsive thought, and he just kind of let it happen. And he was like, like that yeah. was the only way to like channel his like just inner rage, I guess, yeah. over that. Or he was just like, you know, it would be fun kicking. The door. <laughs> I'm gonna kick in the door. Like I, I don't know. Well, at first I was like. Maybe, like, it was to command attention and respect. But then they're like, we've never seen him do that ever. (laughs) I mean, he was just showing off for his lady. He was like, like, it just was so funny because, like, it was not explained and it was never brought up again. Then also, like, on the other side of it, like, him coming unhinged, like, he will be so serious and just say, like, the most, like, dirtiest sentence I mean, I know, I get it. He's like the devil, but he's like really good at seduction. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it progressed more than it did in the first book, but like at no point were they ever like intimate beyond like you said some heavy petting. Yeah. Well, I guess that's not true. Like, eventually, not like intimate. Yeah. Like, eventually. They didn't sleep together. Or but anything. It, took, it took until like that training session. Yeah. And, like, he just starts slipping these things in here. Like, he's like, am I your humble servant? And I'm like, oh. I know. Okay. I was like, shut up. Shut I was up. like, love, love that. Like, <laughs> okay. 
And have I ever um, told you that your anger is like my own personal aphrodisiac? Like, quit flirting She's with me. angry all the time. Oh, my God. Like, you just, like, always, like, just turned on. Yeah, I think he is. <laughs> he loves <laughs> She's me. an angry person. Yeah, she's an angry little witch. Also, yeah. one of my favorite things about, like, like, the beginning of this book is that he really was so jealous and he was like really like he was really like falling into the the whole envy part of the the situation because Amelia said something about like she implied that she wanted to go like marry pride like she was here to marry yeah and he went and he like brought an entire mountain down on somebody and then like also whenever that that one dude like kept talking trash and he knock it in or whatever yeah, and then he got his tongue cut out. I was like, oh my god, like, he like, is good. not messing around. I just think it was so funny that he was so, like, jealous of anyone. He would get so been out of shape. <laughs> yeah, anyone who looked at Amelia the wrong way or, like, implied they had any sort of, like, possession over her. He flipped the fuck out. He's like, not on my watch. He did her so dirty, though. Uh, during that first training session where he was making <laughs> her just act like a thirsty hoe. And yeah. she was so embarrassed. And then was just like, no, I will do anything for you. That was hard to read. Cause I, and then he had the audacity to be mad about it. Like, bro. <laughs> he was like, no, you gotta figure it out. And she was like, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, but you're really hot. <laughs> Oh, man, I was, it was so embarrassing. I got, like, secondhand embarrassment reading that. I hated any time that she was, like, under even the... when she wasn't, like, under the influence of, like, his power, I hated, like, anytime she was kind of, like, fully into it, and then he wasn't. Like, that, like, the second training session. It's like a will they, won't they. Yeah, I was like, God, this is so embarrassing, because he pretended he wasn't even interested in the fact that he just... That would hurt my feelings so badly. I was like, I can't, like, I literally, I I think think I had to close the book. I think it's just because it's like, that's not the first time it's happened either. It's like, they'd already gone to, had they gone to the lagoon at that point? Yeah, yeah. they'd already gone to the lagoon at that point. And then he does the exact same thing he did in the, the lagoon to her in the training room and was like, all right, that was my little helpful hint to you. You're just going to pretend everything else hasn't happened, man? Like, Yeah, that, that did kind of piss me off. Fucking wrath. I did like after the feast, though. I feel like we made some progress. It was just kind of a bummer that she poisoned him. Yeah. mm, But he wasn't mad, so it's fine. He wasn't mad, so it's all... (laughs) He forgave her. I like how we're like, how dare Wrath do all this stuff? And I'm like, like, oh, it's fine. Did take away his free will. (laughs) Yeah, she's just a little bit. Just, I mean, he was safe in his bed, tucked in for the night. I do also need to say, because, like, we've already kind of talked about we wish that the Feast of the Wolf part was longer because, like, the middle felt, like, too long and then that part felt too short. But I also wish that we had, like, just more information about what the Feast of the Wolf is. Like, yes, everyone, like, wears masks to this ball and all the princes wear wolf masks. And I'm like, okay, so what's the story behind that? Like, what, 
what tradition are they hunting it? people well she kind of like said like what the human tradition was but mm-hmm. Rath was just like we don't do that here and yeah. that was it and I'm like okay so what what do you do and like why do you do it and like the whole having a guest offer up a, a, a sacrifice I'm like who is the wolf and is it feasting on the fear I don't know like how is it all related well and it sounds like they didn't do anything like they normally do at the feast so like yeah we're changing it up this year and it's like well what do you normally like what does it normally look like and like does it have any significance because if you can just switch it up and then like like, the hunt what the fuck goes up with the hunt I think it was literally just a distraction like they had to have everyone off doing something while she went out I don't know. I feel like the whole feast thing was just a huge cop out to add in like a bunch of last minute details. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the actual event itself like just didn't make sense. Because I feel like it's probably a pretty big deal if like all the princes of hell are like together, right? Yeah. I would say. But I would say so too. Like because they're not like just having monthly meetings or anything like. (laughs) As far as we know. um, That's true. Because it's like. You have all seven there, but the only ones that we saw were Gluttony, Envy, Pride, and Wrath. Mm-hmm. It's like, they mentioned Lust, mm-hmm. but, like, you don't know anything about the other brothers. She, like, like Greed, Greed and Lust there. She didn't see Sloth until Greed the was there briefly. Fall. So, really, it's just Sloth. We haven't met. Not at all. It's so unfair. It's weird. Like, why? Why are we leaving him out? Like, he's so lazy, he can't, like, come talk to her. Is that what they're getting at? <laughs> like, all the other brothers are hot. I bet he is, too. Like, And it I sounds like he's fun to hang out with. He's yeah. always just kind of laying around. He's just chilling. I feel that. Well, I feel like none of them actually, like, practice their, like, sins. Like, they are just well, in charge of them. <laughs> they said, like, I think Amelia said at one point she did kind of look and he had laid down somewhere. So I was like... <laughs> But, so he's kind of like a cat. Um, I did also think it was really funny that Carrie had to clarify that Wrath and Amelia were both consenting adults. So, yeah, because obviously we talked about last time we hate age gaps. But now I'm like thinking that Amelia has a past life and stuff like Maybe she's, like, actually also ancient, (laughs) but I don't know, like, it's confusing because, like, she can remember her whole life as, like, human, or not human, I guess, technically, but she can remember her whole life as Amelia, like, growing up and, like, all this stuff, but it's, like, who are you? Like, like, obviously they know you. Yeah, so maybe she actually is also immortal. I don't know. Well, no, she can't be immortal because she's almost died a few times. It's like giving me more questions than answers. We'll see. Um, do you want to do a quick theory quarter? I do. So I know you have like your own theories. Mm-hmm. So and I'd some love of to it hear. I did kind of already talk about. So okay. let's start with okay. like your your bullet point here about vengeance and fury. Yeah. So there's just some stuff I wanted to point out because I mean, like I said, I have read on at this point so Mm -hmm. i don't want to give away anything right so there were like a few different times that the topic of vengeance and fury is repeated like a lot Mm -hmm. and so i feel like there is some significance to that 
so the school says Fury is returning. Um, at one point, Amelia describes herself that she could pass for a goddess of death and fury. She says she was fury in the flesh. And then Pride calls her Lady of Vengeance. Mm-hmm. And so that is definitely something that I feel like she added in for our benefit mm-hmm. that maybe you wouldn't catch. Yeah. Until you're like, I feel like she's mentioned this more than once. Agreed. And I did notice that while reading, but I didn't really know what it meant. And so, like, maybe it's possible that this kind of, like, past life situation is, like, Amelia was, like, a goddess. Or related to a goddess or, Mm -hmm. like, yeah. descendant, a direct descendant. Because, like, the, the first witch was a direct descendant of, does it specify which goddess? She well, is super powerful because she's a direct descendant of a goddess. And so because too. I think the witches only celebrated one goddess, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because she said Nona just had like a shrine basically for the first witch. Mm-hmm. But like they didn't acknowledge like any of the other goddesses. Yeah, especially because they only practiced light magic. Yeah. They like... They didn't. So I don't think it ever specified what witch mm-hmm. or what goddess. Sorry. Yeah, they didn't pay tribute um, to any of the other goddesses. Also, like the thing with like memory flashbacks, Gluttony kind of pointed out that like she maybe has like some memories that have been confined to herself, and that like the body remembers what the mind doesn't. And mm-hmm. um, so again multiple times the memory of the cabin in the mountains with Nona and Vittoria she reminded herself of that but couldn't quite remember like how they got there or why they were there yes. only that she was with Nona and Vittoria but like couldn't remember anything that happened after that mm-hmm. and so I feel like Nona is somehow involved maybe with her memories being taken away because at one point, Amelia says, what if I was so terrible the witches punished me for it? When she's trying to theorize, like, why she couldn't remember certain things if that did happen. And so that would make sense if she has, like, these fragmented memories. Mm-hmm. Like, she was able to pick up fighting and, like, horseback riding and all these things that she's never done before, but she remembered how to do it. And then the crone, when she met with her, just was continuously asking, like, who she is. Yeah, and another thing about her whole thing, and she was like, what if I was so terrible? Because she is, like, realizing finally she's been practicing accessing her source, like, her yes, And she's like, I can tell there's something, like, angry that's waking up. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't recognize it. She's like, what the hell is that? Like, it kind of, like, spooked her at first. Mm -hmm. She was like, I've never felt that way before. And then she also says that, like, some of the spells came to her like budding memories. Mm-hmm. So like whenever she put the truth spell on Antonio, she had never learned it before, didn't know where it came from, but she yeah. knew it type of thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, when she found source, she was like, oh. And then Nona punished her for that because she was mm-hmm. like trying to. And maybe that prevent. was why she wouldn't let them practice any well, of the I'm forbidden sure. magic. Yeah, that totally tracks like. Because I know Nona was in on it, obviously. Yeah. But I don't Nona's know. sketchy. I don't know why yet, but, like, obviously there's something going on. So, again, with Amelia. So, when I was, like, reading at first, 
I was like, what if Amelia is the first witch's daughter? And it's funny because she she asks the She crone. says that too, yeah. Yeah. But the crone tells her, like, no, you're not. I'm pretty sure that yeah. she asks the crone that. So she, she does. says, like, no. Like Well, she asked the crone, Are you the first witch? And she was like, No. And she's like, Am I the first witch? And she's like, No. She's like, Am I her daughter? And she's yeah. like, also no. <laughs> yeah, because I, I had thought that at one point. And then also there's something going on with the statue that mm-hmm. Amelia heard wailing oh, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, it's possible because Amelia thinks like that could be the first witch's daughter. And I was like, yeah, like I could see that. But would the first witch really like put her daughter in there? Because she was like, maybe she's trying to protect her. But like, that just seems like not the play because like, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be dead than trapped underground. Right. Um. <laughs> so I was like, what <laughs> if that is like Pride's consort or... Envy said something was taken from him. So, like, what if it was, like, Envy's lover or, and, like, Raph really is the one that put her there. I don't know. There's obviously, like, not a lot to go on yet, but Mm -hmm. I thought that's something to, like, look forward to. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then, oh, it's funny, too, because you know how Amelia finally was, like, oh, Raph gave me a hand mirror. I bet that's the triple moon mirror. It's like, okay. And whenever Envy, though, brought up, like, the triple moon mirror, I was like, oh, Raph just gave you a mirror. Maybe it's that one. And this was, like, the, like, I don't know, like, the 10th chapter of the book. Like, yeah. Very far in. I was like, well, no, he probably wouldn't just lay that there, would he? When she picked up the, the fucking paperweight, she's like, wow, what a cool paperweight. And I was like, that's a weird thing to like comment on. Uh-huh. And then later she's like, ah, I bet this paperweight like goes to the mirror. Key. I was like, what was the like, fuck? What? <laughs> yeah, that fucking pissed me off. But I, I guess like, it's the called paperweight. the temptation key and like temptation. And it was like the serpent. So I get it. But like, how'd she know it was a key? Like, come on. Yeah. Well, I think it was because she like cut her finger. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Come on, Carrie. That, add that to the list of things that we don't like, I guess. Oh, and then the last thing was, like, with the crone, I just wanted to say, this isn't necessarily a theory, but I just wanted to say that the crone is giving cereal, and I love her. Yeah, yeah, she I is. But the one thing I was kind of, like, trying to theorize and make sense of is, like, so the crone obviously was, like, pleased when Amelia kind of like decided okay I'm gonna like set this in motion I'm going to look Mm -hmm. into the mirror the crone was pleased by that and so I was like there's obviously something going on that like she's excited to be seeing set in motion and so like I wonder kind of what her end game is and like Wrath and the crone obviously have beef but at the same time, like, she lives there. Like, she lives under Raph's, like, circle or whatever. So, like, I think they're allies in something. I know. It's like, is Amelia gonna tell him? Or, like... <laughs> well, I I don't know. And it's like, does Raph actually know she's the crone? Maybe he does. I don't think... I don't know. I don't know I don't either. Know. But it's like, I think that the crone and Raph are allies in something... 
And I don't know exactly what it is. But Which is why she lives there, yeah. Yeah, they seem to want the same thing. And so I think that this undoing whatever curse is going on is, like, what the crone seems to want as well. Yeah. I find that interesting. Um, especially because that would mean that the crone is kind of against the first witch. Because the first witch is the one who, like, cursed them in the first place. Right. So it's like, that's, that's interesting. And there's something there. It's just, I don't have enough information. I just don't know what. Yeah. That's a lot to chew on for next time. I know. We did have like a couple discussion questions, but they're kind of like shorter than normal. Okay. So first question is, what do you think should be like, should constitute as young adult? versus like new adult and should there be like a cutoff in terms of the content yeah no I I was pondering that one quite a bit like reading because um I I think I was in like half price books or something the other day and I saw that it had been put in like the young adult section and I was Mm -hmm. like "Hmm, probably a mistake because like while the first one is young adult like the second one I don't think it is no personally I agree with you. And so I was like, maybe it's a fluke. But then I was at Barnes and Noble the other day. And again, it was in like the young adult section. I was like, that's a little scary. Because it's like, I don't think kids shouldn't not read stuff. But like, also, like, what if like a, a kid picked that up? You know, like, right. a, a, and like a younger wasn't kid. wasn't expecting that. Yeah. yeah. I think we need to be honest about what's like in in the books so that like like they know like even amazon has this listed as like young adult and i think part of the problem is the first one was well yes that's part of it but also second is like the term young adult like that kind of leads you to believe like the word adult leads you to believe that they would be 18 or older but that's not that's not what a young adult that's not what young adult means in terms of a genre. Right. Young adult is going to be like middle school to high schoolers reading. Yeah. And so maybe they just shouldn't call it young adult. <laughs> like maybe they should yeah. just call it like like teen. Um, because yeah, what is like the cutoff in terms of content? Like what what type of content? Like what's the line that's crossed? Yeah, because I know? mean there was like there was a whole ass orgy going on eating chocolate sauce off someone's titties so i was like and again like i am not i am not saying we should like censor what kids read no and that's not what i'm saying but they should know what's what's expected like they should be able to buy a book and know whether or not that kind of contents could be in there right because it's like there's also a big difference between a 16 to 18 year old than there is like an 11 to 13 year old. Yes. You know? 100%. Yeah. But a young adult is just like lumped together. Yeah. Like freaking Twilight is young adult. So it's like. Akatar is young adult. And see, like, the again, the first one, like, that's fine. For sure. But then you start to get later on, and it's like, okay, like, Kids, it's not. Kids need to, 
like obviously like have a a healthy and like respectful um boundary with their parents about what their parents think is appropriate but like they also just need to know whether or not that could be in a book because maybe it makes them uncomfortable like maybe they don't want to read that maybe they've never had any other like like discussion before about those types of things and it's going to make them like it's going to like freak them out and make them anxious like I don't know I'm trying to think what it was like to be a 12 year old and like I feel like reading that as a 12 year old would have been like really shocking I know I would because at that age I just hadn't ever like had you know any sort of like discussion or maturity or anything about that that type of thing and I think it would have like I would have felt nervous, like I was going to be in trouble. Like, yeah, I would have well, been like anxious. Yeah, I don't know. It's just that was something I was thinking about because I feel like there's a lot of books out there right now that are kind of like that in between young adult and like a romantic fantasy novel. Yeah, because um, even Carrie Maniscalco, like when she's writing it, marketed it as a young adult book. And when she released the second one, she had said, you know, this is taking a step in the direction of new adult, but could still be considered young adult. And I even feel like that is a little misleading, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, whereas like with the third one, she said, this is like a new adult book Mm -hmm. because it is, it certainly is. But when you've already marketed the first book in the series is young adult, like that's what what they're going to take. To not read the rest like so I think it comes down to like if you know where your book series is headed like that is how you should market it and I also just think there needs to be honesty whenever you are like maybe there should be like just a set of general guidelines like hey if it includes this this and this go ahead and like just market that as new adult because again I'm not (laughs) saying that I believe like 16 year olds can't read new yeah like no. they can they certainly can but they should know like this is what it is when they're buying it more adult content like yeah. this is not just your PG13 type book yeah and yeah and i also feel like maybe it's just like because they can market it to a broader audience like by putting in young adult that's kind of messed up too yeah cuz then it's like okay you could get a 12 you year old who's trouble like, for that I feel like yeah like it, okay because again there's a huge difference between like older teens and preteens like but young adult seems to cater to that whole- anything between 12 and 18 year olds and that's yeah. a big jump so it's just like we just need to be more honest about what's in our books <laughs> because like again then people can make just an informed decision like, okay, this is um, what I'm comfortable reading. Yeah. And then they'll know what they're buying. For sure. Um, and that, I mean, the second question kind of plays into that too. It's like, I feel like in a lot of what we would consider to be young adult books, like you do have a main female character who is significantly younger and then a main male character who is like a fairy or... Yeah like a vampire or whatever and so again it's just like there's a huge age gap in like a lot of these books and so yeah this actually pisses me off I feel like that's kind of sending not a great message either because like even thinking back to like Twilight like we Mm -hmm. talked about last week or like I read (laughs) a series like in high school that like 
had Faye in it and like a girl's taken to like a Faye court mm-hmm. and like was in like a marriage pact and what or like a betrothal mm-hmm. and it's like she was 18 too and like that was a young adult book but yeah. it's like that's not really awesome like that's not <laughs> it's it's kind of predatory and it kind of like perpetuates the um the idea that like because I think obviously every 18 year old is gonna think like oh I'm so mature for my age I know and like I get that I was 18 one I thought that too I get it and yes like you should be respected and like (laughs) treated as an like treated with respect as an adult but there are just some things that you just have not had the experience or, you know, the I, time to develop and grow yeah. in. And you're just, you're naive, babes. Like, it's true. Like, you are, you're a sweet summer child and you shouldn't wish time away. You should want to stay like that as long as time allows you to. And I feel like authors have just gotten way too comfortable with that being like the, the baseline. Yeah. yeah. I hate it. It pisses me off. It's creepy. I'm like, can we have someone, can we have a main female character with a fully developed brain? Please. It's like, that's what I really like about like the Cruel Print series, for example. So Holly mm-hmm. Black is one of my favorite authors. She wrote the Spiderwick Chronicles um, and she recently wrote... Uh, well, it was a recent. It's called the um, Folk of the Air series. So the Cruel Prince is the first one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it is about the Fae, but the two main characters are the same age. Okay. And it's same thing in like the spinoff series. Like, it is about the Fae and some of the Fae are older, but mm-hmm. those two characters are the same age. Okay. And it is like a true young adult novel. And I love Amazing. that. Yeah. I even loved, okay, so, like, Shadow and Bone, like, because she didn't go, she didn't end up going in the direction of, like, the Darkling, like, actually being, like, a romantic interest. She was like, no, that's creepy. So she even says that. Like, I respect that. She's like, yeah, the Darkling was, like, preying on Alina. Yeah. And, like, we make jokes. And we joke about it. We joke about it because we're, like, justice for the Darkling just because we love the morally gray anti-hero character. But we'll admit that it's creepy. Yes. But, again, it's like, okay, so if I wanted a book where the Darkling was the romantic lead, I would want Alina to be older. So it's just, like, nothing like my opinion on that will never change I hate it I think it kind of it could like end up affecting someone potentially if they like are not having a lot of like support um it's like an older man is going to give me the adventure and like what I need from life type of thing like like, if, if there is a young person who's just not super secure in themselves, has never really felt, like, that validation and love and support from, like, the people and the adults in their life that they should receive that from, then some creepy man is going to come along and take advantage of that. And I think that these books kind of might negatively impact yeah. their, um, their view of that situation. 
So I agree. And that's a very long winded answer, but (laughs) it's just something that has really been bugging me. Like as we like go back and forth between some young adult novels Mm -hmm. compared to some of the other books that we read. I know. And I feel like we always do touch on this, but this is the first time that we've really like did a deep dive dive deep. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. So this discussion question, I just want to know if like you have an opinion on this. What do. do you think that Carrie kept writing? Like she specifically was pointing out that Amelia was like always like losing wrath. Like he was always slipping mm-hmm. away. He was always out of her sight. And she was like, oh, like he disappeared again. Like what? Yes. So I saw that you'd wrote th- written this question down. So I didn't write like what I was going to say earlier mm-hmm. on. So yeah, multiple times this happened. So wrath, when they first got to Gluttony's house was like, I will meet you. In, in your room. Your room. And then he never showed up. Yes. And we never learned anything about it. And it was brought up again. Like, I oh, mean, I'm still wondering, where did he go? Did he mm-hmm. meet another woman? Yeah. Who's to say? Not sure he went off with Lust, though. Mm-hmm. And Amelia does not trust Lust, obviously, right. because he's kind of a piece of shit to her. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing came of that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, multiple times at the feast, she tried to watch Wrath, but Wrath was gone. Yep. And then another brother would come in and grab her. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. That's why I don't still fully trust Wrath. It's like, I feel like all of them have stuff planned with each other, but in different ways. So, like, maybe Wrath and Gluttony have some deal that Gluttony doesn't know about, like, Wrath and Lust having type of thing. So Yeah. It's just so weird. And at one point, like I said, it even led me to believe that maybe like wrath was pride or something because right. like why is she not seeing them together at the same time and why like, would carrie mention so it daunting. so many times you know yeah. like and so, i don't know i still don't know i'm not gonna lie to you i've read the third book and i still don't know okay yeah that wraps up kingdom of the cursed it was kind of a long one but we had a lot to say this was kind of a big turning point in this series so we needed to get a lot of stuff out here and it was a um, big info dump too like yes. the amount of information just thrown at you at the end was crazy next week we are going to be discussing some of the lore surrounding hell just as a fun little mini-sode um it'll be inspired like basically from this book specifically like the seven deadly sins and like the probably talk about Dante a few times yeah so it'll just be kind of like a a little discussion of like what hell is like in different interpretations um and then the week after that we are going to be continuing with this series the third and final book in the kingdom of the wicked it's called the kingdom of the feared so hopefully we get some of our questions answered Fingers are freaking crossed because I'm like desperate for answers. So go ahead, start reading that one. We'll talk to you next week. And as always, let's get lit. 